Think of the history. Think of the pride. The Rugby World Cup final is happening this week. New Zealand are in it. They're playing South Africa. The banter lads are here. It's time for the banter lads. Rugby and sport chat from the Super Sports Dojo. Oh, I almost got the name right that time. <laughs> Okay, it's finals week. This is um, a privilege that New Zealanders have experienced a lot in the last 15 years. <laughs> Sanjay, you're an All Black super fan, yeah. a diehard. Yeah. How are you feeling? Really good because we missed out four years ago, so it's great to be back where we belong. You can't have more than four years without making no, a World we Cup can't. final. Yeah. Are you nervous? I mean, I'm always... I mean, South Africa's a tough team, so... You can't take anything for granted. And like I've been saying basically the whole World Cup or even the last three years, it's um, been a bit of fuzzy roulette, so you can't really take anything for granted nowadays with the All Blacks, but they've been peaking at the right time, I guess, ever since they lost to um, France, but they've slowly booked their team back up and yeah, got to the final and... Yeah, you, you you were nervous about podcasting after the quarterfinal against Ireland because you're like, I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how I'm going to react. Yeah. Do you think you'll record a podcast after the Rugby World Cup final? I think, because I think once you get to the final itself, that's kind of the achievement. I liked, of obviously, for us to win it, but I think that's the main aim is just to get to the final. Yeah. Whereas if we got to quarterfinal and lost that would have been really gutting Matt are you listening to this bullshit though yeah. All Blacks fan we, our main aim is not to get to the final right New Zealand fans will win or yeah I was, I was going to make a bad joke kill yourself those are the two options no but I mean like the only other time we made the final and lost was 95 and I didn't feel that gutted that we lost okay because mm. of the, About the South yeah. African narrative coefficient I Nelson Mandela yeah maybe I never thought. Oh, I thought we were the like best team as well that World Cup, and mm. we made the final. That was great achievement. Obviously, I wanted us to win that final, but I didn't feel too, you know, um, disappointed. Whereas all the other ones, like we lost in the semis and got knocked out in the quarter, twenty seven, that was real, you know, heartbreaking. Those ones. I was devastated in '99. That was the worst one for me. And after that, I kind of became cold to it and kind of pushed away from rugby a little bit. I was devastated in '99 last year, even though. At least we were outplayed. Like you couldn't really blame the ref or anything like that by England, but um, that was a hard one for me to swallow. And I didn't think I'd care as well. I mm. remember I was watching it somewhere random and just casually. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll see you in the finals next week," as All Blacks fans almost expect. Now, Matt, you've been a um, a valuable addition to the podcast with your England journey, the roller coaster you've been on, the high highs, mm -hmm. the low lows, mm -hmm. the drop goals, mm. the uh, the last minute losses. Mm. Um, how have you been coping and how are you feeling right now? Yeah, I've been doing a bit of reflection, I guess, in these past few days. Wow. Um, we're just trying to find the silver linings, you know, and trying to, like I said, the narrative coefficient, it's always easier in hindsight to, to understand where the narrative coefficient was taking me, <laughs> taking us, taking the world really. I think the narrative coefficient <laughs> is code word for your mental illness. And you need to talk to a therapist about that. No, but like looking back at it now, England's narrative coefficient wasn't strong enough to win the World Cup. Mm. 
they their performance against Africa was their peak because mm. um, it generated a lot of buzz, a lot of pride, a lot of positivity. Mm. So I think the reason why the the narrative coefficient came back so strong before that game is because it was leading to England's redemption and re-entry into the, the, you know, the upper class of rugby. Yeah, okay. But I was going to say that I would say that England's narrative coefficient, I know the way you calculated your numbers, they, they were way ahead mm. of New Zealand and South Africa. But I would say, yeah. I would say uh, from a New Zealand perspective, I'd say that England's narrative coefficient was much stronger than New Zealand and South Africa. So your narrative coefficient's out the window because narrative coefficient it would, would be rooting for a team like Ireland or France, maybe. Yeah, well, Ireland and, yeah, Ireland and France were strong, but the reason that England's came back strong was because of their, you know, their beginning of this the the post Eddie Jones era, um, their pre tournament games, and then their backs against the wall performance against Argentina. Like yeah. their narrative was complete with yeah. that um, unexpected performance against South Africa. I mean, I didn't, un- I wasn't unexpecting it. How do you say that? I wasn't. Not expecting, expecting it. No, I was expecting it. Oh, the world no, was not expecting. It. I think the term is I wasn't not expecting <laughs> it. I wasn't unexpecting it. Um, and I mean the, the narrative coefficient was spot on. To be honest, England completed their narrative, and it's almost like you know the end of Star Wars, uh, Revenge of the, what's it called? Nerds. Nah. Nice. Oh, The Empire Strikes Back. Revenge of the Empire. <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back. It's the best Star Wars film, right? Yeah. But it ends with the goodies losing. So that's what England have achieved in this World Cup. They, they're the valiant losers. And we're okay with that. Because we know in the next film, they're going to go and win. <laughs> <laughs> so I think if you uh, were asking the question, how's Matt coping? The answer would be, very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to be delusional. <laughs> I was um I was talking to your girlfriend before and she uh she was saying that you were you're 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 a bad you're you're a bad boyfriend that day. You're a sad man to be around. She didn't say bad boyfriend, so I phrased that wrong. She said you were um you were you were very sad that day. I think she said I was boring. Yeah, she did say that. Which is fine. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to um Here's the thing, with the Rugby World Cup games a week apart you have like a, a an entire week of expectancy yeah. and build up yeah and then for it to be dashed so brutally like 5 minutes yeah in the morning and then you have to sit through an entire day yeah. where no one else has felt that yeah it you know you feel just a little bit out of sync with the oh, world oh all black fans are shocking and new zealand yeah. fans i'll never forget the 2019 cricket world cup where mm. everyone stayed up to watch that right sanjay yeah. we were robbed it, that was a robbed i yeah. mean new zealand fans we always complain about the ref we always complain about the rules we were potentially robbed in that game. Did you watch that as an England fan, Matt? Which one? 2019 Cricket World Cup. Oh, Final. cricket. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Well, England won that one. That was the... That <coughs> oh, was that was the, 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 the World tie Cup. thing at the yeah, end? Yeah, the tie, the game. It was the crazy. And all the All Blacks fans got to... All the Black Caps fans had to go to... It was like a Sunday night, Monday morning, I think. Yeah, it was. Because it finished at 6 a.m. Monday morning. And the vibe at work wet. was a bad yeah. vibe. Yeah. Man. And it was... Everyone was tired. No one wanted to be there. They should have just said a day off work. Sanjay, you, you're, you're putting on a tough face, but are you nervous about that? We lose on Sunday, and it's a long day and a long... Oh, yeah, years. I mean, it'd be yeah, pretty disappointing. I mean, you'd be gutted to get all that way just to lose. Mm. <laughs> but, I mean, it's... Uh, you've given... I mean, the All Blacks have given themselves a chance to really win the f- fourth World Cup. 
And same with South Africa, they're in the same exact position. So, yeah, it's going to be a tight one. I'm feeling weirdly confident. Maybe it's just Matt who's like, who's, who's, who's almost trying to like put juju on the All Blacks by saying like, it's obvious that every time, every time something goes against Matt's way, he's like, it's obvious the All Blacks are going to win now. They're just going to cakewalk it. But you've given me the confidence to be like, yeah, it is obvious they're going to win. <laughs> Even though I would say the analytical brain of me would go, it's going to be pretty close. So I'd mm. probably lean All Blacks. Maybe 60-40? I think if the um, run into the final was similar for both teams, yeah, yeah, I'd go 50-50. But part of me is looking at the state of South Africa, uh, even at the beginning of the England game, yeah, they did not look as fresh. Like, if South Africa entered that game fresh, I yeah. don't think it would have been a close as close as it was. Mm. And for them to have played like a crazy game against France, like high intensity, and then a punishing game against England, mm. surely that bomb squad and most of that squad has to be knackered for the All Blacks who must just be absolutely licking their lips. The term bomb, I've said this before, the term bomb squad is annoying me so much. Yeah. Because bomb is already a phrase in rugby. So bomb squad has to do with the high ball, or surely. I think it's the nuke squad. When they go full um, forward swaps, like the, was yeah. it 7-1 reserves? It's the nuke squad. Anything just, less than that is the bomb squad. But it's just nothing to do with a bomb. It's like there's not yeah. a scrum. It's like it's about power. There's so many other things you could use. You'd call them like the raging bulls or the, um, you know, the the train or something like that. The freight train. I don't know. Just something that pushes, mm. that shunts. Just bomb squad doesn't make any sense to me. There's already a thing called a bomb. It's a high kick. Putting the bomb up. Putting the bomb up. I don't know what. Maybe it's just me. I maybe think I'm, I'm running the train. That's a bad. <laughs> isn't that a bad? Call them the train men. The train, yeah, Running I think that's bad though. That's yeah. already a thing that's bad. What's well, a sex thing? Is it necessarily right. a bad sex thing? I thought it was good. Oh, is it? Well, in the song, um, I believe the song, um, uh, Once Upon a Time, Man, I Heard That I Was Ugly, came from a Who's Wanna Fuck On Me. That song, um, Up by Cardi B. Matt's looking like I'm crazy. Sanjay, you must know Up by Cardi B. Yeah, Where's the train, bit? The lurk is, um, if he had a twin, I would let him run the train. Oh, okay. Running a train is just a lot of people having sex with the same person. Oh, oh taking turns. Yeah. Oh, like carriages. Like, oh, yeah. 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 It's I mean, as long as it's consensual and everyone's yeah, it's, enjoying it's, it. It's associated with gangs and stuff like that. So mm. that's where maybe run the train is not great. But Cardi B at least claimed it back. She seemed to. Think it was, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, don't, I can't imagine South Africans being like, here comes the train. <laughs> 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 choo, choo. And they're about to run the train on the All Blacks. No, I'm just saying there's more. There's other phrases you could use. I'm just saying you don't have to. Yeah. Bomb Bomb Squad is not even close because it's like it's like Bomb is already taken, so you can't yeah. use. No, that. Oh, Unless, it's, it's the Nuke Squad. Okay, Nuke Squad I've is what heard actually Nuke is. Squad being used. Yeah. I've heard Bomb Squad, <coughs> and it's like Bomb is an up and under. It's like if you had like um, what's another term in rugby? You go like, oh man, um, time for our. This, this is our back line. We call them the line out boys. Because they line out at <laughs> the back line and you pass away. The like, There's already a term called line out. Like you can't, mm. you've got to choose a different mm. term. There's got to be something better for like a hard shunting. I think run the, a hard. If you think of a hard shunting, I think running the train is actually pretty appropriate. Call them the train lads, the conductors. Yeah, the shunts, the big men. <laughs> that's what the big men. The big men. <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> stuff, Sarge. Uh, well done. But the thing with the South Africa's, they've never lost the World Cup final. So they're three from three. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the mm. first one, 95, and then the two ones against England, mm. 2007 and 2019. 
I was listening to the only podcast that um, can hold a candle to ours, uh, the Aotearoa Rugby Pod. Mm. And they're, they're pretty good, those guys, professional rugby players. Do they talk about mental health? Do they talk about running a train? No. Do, Do they, they talk about Cardi B? I don't <laughs> think so. Cardi B's fucking amazing. Do they have a dojo? <laughs> <laughs> um, and they made a claim that made me disgusted. They said the greatest rugby, uh, probably rugby's greatest rivalry was New Zealand's Africa. Yeah, and I've been I hearing thought, that. No way. They're not even New Zealand's. New Zealand's greatest rivalry is definitely Australia by Do a mile. Th- uh, That's so because we've been raised maybe this generation where South Africa wasn't playing us for a while, but for the older guys, that is the classic rivalry. Oh, like back back in like the seventies yeah. and sixties. Mm, yeah, I mean it's still kind of getting that way again. Um, yeah, yeah, oh no, no, it is. And like they're the two kind of like dominant teams over the last 10, 15 yeah. years. But I would say New Zealand's number one rivalry is Australia in every sport. Oh, yeah, in every sport. Even in basketball, is, yeah. where they hammer us every time, you know, it's Australia. Um, but uh, I, even England, I'd say fr- New Zealand, France for me is the number one in my lifetime because mm. France has fucked <coughs> us so many times and then we overcame them in 2011. Yeah, but we forget the time where we just keep beating them as well. Yeah. So it. it yeah, but like, rugby. what is the New, Ze- the New Zealand Africa rivalry? It's the Tri Nations, obviously, and then it's um, ninety uh, five. Mm. Yeah. We even met each other. In what the what about in the um, apartheid? Well, last tour. World Cup we did. Yeah, but that's not a good rivalry. That was a terrible rivalry. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like a clash, like because New Zealand and Australia are similar. It's almost like big brother, little brother. Mm. But South Africa and New Zealand have different yeah. interpretations of rugby, and there's like a mutual respect there. Yeah, there's a bit of a contrast. The styles, yeah. yeah New, New Zealand and Australia, similar, you know, run, running rugby. Yeah. Whereas South Africa is a bit more f- forward orientated. I was um, watching the um, uh, uh, the by the balls, terrible name for a documentary, but the 2019 documentary about the apartheid tour. They don't really go into the politics of apartheid, but they have mm. some amazing footage, and it's really funny watching the rugby lads not able to revisionist make themselves look good. Yeah. You know, because there was it, oh, the two stars, um, the Kirk, the Kirk, who became the captain after the apartheid tour. He was young, he's eloquent, and he was one of the people who said, I'm not going to South Africa. Yeah. And that became, ten- he's like, key part of the storyline. John Kerwin also made the stand, right? Oh, yeah. And quite amazing, because they got offered huge money, and then when they pulled out, they got offered double. Um, and Whoa. this is when they were amateur. So Don- John Kerwin was literally a butcher, and had to turn down like 100 grand to wow. go back to the butchery. Quite a crazy. It's quite spectacular, really. Um, but John Cohen said it was hardly even political. He just decided, you know, he just didn't think it was the right thing to do. So, but he didn't mm. want to make too much of a stand. He just mm. didn't think it was the right thing to do. Um, but it was funny watching Buck Shelford, who was like, <laughs> to be honest, I just really wanted to play rugby in South Africa and didn't care. And I was like, no, it's literally a propaganda tool to prop up. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I didn't really, you know, like, yeah. it was kind of crazy. I can imagine it'd be tough. Like, if you just happen to be, it's your dream to represent your country and then you happen to be an all black at the time that South Africa's going through racial turmoil you well, would feel at the time it was <laughs> 300 years yeah mate. i know but you'd feel a little bit ripped off like fuck's sake i finally made my dream and now i can't play i mean but they toured they did tour before and stuff like yeah. that and toured i mean back show but yeah but i mean yeah I, I don't know something's a bit like south africa it was so because it was a propaganda tool yeah that's i mean I what like, about the world cup in qatar yeah it's not great it's the same thing like it's just so hard to Qatar's crimes yeah. are not as bad as South Africa's at the time, I don't think. Oh, really? I could be wrong. What was South Africa's? Um, well, I mean, they barely actually covered it in the documentary, but the apartheid regime, where there was two classes of people, whites above blacks, and the brutal repression of oh. the um, African like people of Israel, Africa. Palestine, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, 
Every podcast, <laughs> Matt tries to get Israel-Palestine going. Can we say this podcast is firmly um, uh, anti-war of any type and we don't, uh, we don't like uh, any sort of aggression or murder or hostage-taking from either side? Fuck, it's, t- it's tough. I was, it's, it's really, it's so, Israel-Palestine is going to be one of the hardest topics to talk on. But why, do you think? Uh, I'll tell you why. Because um, traditionally, you'd be like, well, Palestine, I would strongly support Palestine. But it's hard because... Um, they have been the aggressors in this situation, so they also don't look good. Mm. Like they've literally got hostages and have done some brutal crimes. Mm. So it's like Team Palestine, but they shouldn't have done what they did. Well, people saying Hamas. Hamas, yeah. Separate that. Yeah. But then I saw people getting fried on Instagram for not supporting Hamas either, and you're like, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just a royally fucked situation. Do you know once I, I wanted to understand the situation, so I read the, um, the Idiot's Guide to... You know oh, they yeah. have those idiots yeah, yeah, those yeah. big yellow and black mm, books? Yeah. I actually read that once to try and understand. Because I was like, when I was 16, I was like, I'm going to understand Israel mm. and Palestine. And I, I came out to it going, no good. It's, it's fucked. I think I did it in like year 10 social studies. Yeah. It's hard, man. Did but you, it's did like did it, year 10 social studies <coughs> not get to the bottom of it? I mean, they just kind of said, here it is, and that's it. Yeah. What, what can you do? It's been a yeah. stalemate for a long time. I mean, it hasn't been a stalemate. Yeah. Pa- Palestine are losing a lot of... Uh, freedom, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredibly uh, a tragic situation, and a, another reason to be so glad to be living over here in New Zealand, where our biggest concern is um, rugby. Fozzie's <laughs> Fozzie's lineup for the uh. weekend. Um, yeah, thoughts on uh, the preparations and the kind of chanter that's been going on. Chanter is a word I made up. What's that? Chat and banter combined. Yeah, what do you, you think of the sing it? What do you think of the chanter um, leading up to the game, Sarge? The teams are potentially getting announced, and yeah, it'd be um, interesting to. to s- I think they're pretty much going to stay the same. Eh? Well, if I was thinking that. Do if you're Razzie and what's yeah, that? Chuck, a surprise. Do you no? Well, do you stick with Leboc or do you start with Pollard? I think start Pollard. Pollard. You need yeah, the experience see, and the here's, stability. Here's my thinking, Leboc did well against France in the first half, right? And France plays more similar to New Zealand's back running rugby. So do you start him against Moonga and then bring on Pollard to see the game out? No, I think he would get mentally ill and need to be sub 10 minutes in. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, like, every knockout game he gets more frazzled the earlier the game gets. Yeah. So but if it's, if it's dry and if you're going to run the... Run the ball, surely he's he's bit like he's he's a good line breaker. Mm. I do rate him when he's on. It's really hard in rugby because in basketball you get a lot of creative players or football, but you get in basketball football like uh, football's hard because you get like one or two opportunities a game and you've got to be clinical and that's really hard. But rugby, it's being a creator must be really hard. We like there's like two or three opportunities a game. And you break, so Moanga, you, you, you fake, you, you shoot the gap, and then you're there, and you're between the fullback and the defensive line, and the defensive line's coming back at you. You can't slow up. You've got to go full pace, and you've got a decision to make. Kick, pass, take the tackle, try and sidestep, you know? And it's just such a split-second decision. And you only get a couple of those a game. And if you're not 100% confident in your ability, and Moanga started pretty shaky against France, but has been like building into it and looked yeah. more and more assured in the position, obviously has a proud history with Canterbury and stuff like that. Um, 
Lebok, I think his confidence is probably shot, and you yeah, can't rely on him yeah. to make those mm. amazing plays if he's not a hundred percent faithful in his own ability. It's rugby's like no, not many other sports. My dad always pointed out that cricket's quite a unique sport because it's one of the few sports where you get one life, hmm. and and rugby's not quite as bad as that. But there is, it is just like you know, Moonga's career is going to be defined by like three or four plays. But you'd go, the All Blacks have got the right guy in that position, and he should be ready for the challenge. He did start very nervously against Ireland, but he has. He's got the those big games yeah. under his belt. I now. think that's the Achilles heel of the All Blacks this season is their slow starts. Mm. Um, and here's a little stat for you. Ooh. The in every World Cup final, and I've researched this, Sanjay. So <laughs> don't be coming back next week. <laughs> uh, at halftime, the team who's leading always wins the final. Wow! Mm. So it goes to show that you need to get points on the board early. Mm. And keep it that way. If wait, you're wait, leading wait. at halftime, you will win the World Cup. Wait, wait, wait. Um, didn't England lead at halftime? When? Against South Africa. Last season. Last World Cup. No, like, oh, oh, you mean in every World Cup final? In the final. Ah, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Final. Oh, I missed so whoever's leading wins. Yeah. So there's not many, there hasn't been a come from behind. No. Never. That's interesting. Close in um, 2011, though. Yeah. Mm. Sample size is small. Was it? Yeah, it's like 5-0, wasn't it? Yeah, 2011. And then it went 8-0. And then 7, 8-7. Yeah. That game was mad. Mad game. I want to rewatch that. It's crazy. <laughs> um, anything you remember from that game, Sarge, or no? Nah? Oh, of course, Donald. That's the main thing. Um, I, so that was going to be my big question, actually. Can the All Blacks come from behind? Like, can they do that? We haven't seen that much this World Cup. They went down to France and didn't get up to France. Mm. Yeah. Led Ireland the whole way. Yeah. Argentina, they, they haven't really been challenged apart from, I mean, you could say they were challenged by Ireland, but I feel like Ireland choked a bit. Yeah. So if, if South Africa can, like Argentina started well against New Zealand, <coughs> if South Africa can pin them down there, hold on to the ball, get a penalty, mm. kick a penalty, mm. pin them down there, hold on the ball, get a penalty, kick a penalty, yeah. they're up 6-0, make yeah. them a little bit nervous. And that, I mean, that's the, that would be my reason for starting Pollard start the scoreboard ticking over and put pressure on Mawanga's kicks. Because yeah. he's kicking like 50% at the moment. Yeah. And if South Africa, you know, get up by six points, every one of those kicks that Mawanga has is going to be tremendous pressure. Yeah. You know, you can really shake them. I wonder what you do, because like Mawanga, traditionally a very good kicker, right? Yeah. yeah. And he has looked a bit shaky this World Cup. Me, I was the, you heard it here first on this podcast from me. He's looking nerviser and nerviser. As the coach, do you go to him and go, hey man, Pretty big game coming this weekend. <laughs> do you feel pretty confident about your kicks, or, do, or should we try someone else? We've got some other kickers there. Because Bowden backed out, eh? But eventually they're like, Bowden, can you do it? He's like, I can't do it. Oh, really? Well, yeah, well I, don't, I don't know if you see, don't quote me on that, but like, they eventually replaced him. And it, he, he at the time was the best rugby player in the world, basically, or one of the best. Oh, the right. Yeah, best yeah. Player. So it was like, pretty big call to go, hey, mate, star player, best player, number 10, you're not kicking anymore. But like, do you have to make that tough call with everyone? And like, do you go like? Is there someone else? Who's the who's their solidest? Kicker? I reckon Geordie at the moment. He's I reckon he's the star player for the All Blacks. He's just he's got that X factor. Mm. Sanjay, you're our biggest rugby expert and All Blacks fan. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? No, uh, about Mawanga kicking. Yeah, you know he, he got a star unless he really doesn't want to. <laughs> he tells the coach he doesn't want to kick. I mean, I'm pretty sure he does want the responsibility mm. to show he is like mm -hmm. the man you want to be the 
contributor. So yeah, he wants to prove that he's the guy who can kick it from anywhere apart from like long distance. Then they trust Jordy to do those real long that, um, penalties. So Pollard, that kick that he made was like just short of fifty minute yeah. meters. I didn't even think it was that hard. Like as soon as they got the penalty there, I was like, okay, game over. Mm. But everyone was talking about like what a what a kick it Under was. Pressure. Yeah, it's a pressure. Like, it was like basically right in front. Ago. And people are kicking 45-meter kicks Would pretty easily. Would you to hit that? Well, that's why I don't know what his range is. Yeah. Because you're so saying anything near halfway. That probably, have, if there was um, the All Blacks, they would have probably made Geordie kick yeah. that one. So it's just, there's a few good kickers who are just so good, you just don't think twice. Mm. Yeah. Johnny Wilkinson was kind of a pioneer mm. of that. Mm. Who was the Australian kicker? Was it Larkin? Or did they have someone else kicking? Uh, Alton. Flatley. Alston flatly for a while. And they had Sterling Mortlock. Mortlock. Sure. Andrew Burdens was maybe the first kicker where I was like, maybe, was, was there was someone before? Just it was Grant Fox. Was Grant Fox, Fox yeah. yeah. There's just a few people who were just automatic. Yeah. You you were, you were, it was a, an event when Dan Carter missed a kick. Mm. Whenever the All Blacks played, you're like, they don't have to worry about their kicking. Mm. Dan Carter's got them covered. Percy Montgomery. Mm. Percy Montgomery. Who Clutch, could forget eh? Um, Glenn Jackson. Yeah. Lee Stensness. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> Carlos Spencer did the kicking sometimes. Carlos. Yeah, no, he was terrible. No, he's all right. No one was like, and he was no Glenn Jackson. Even um, <laughs> Leon Glenn Mc... Jackson a kicker? I can't even remember. Yeah, I think he did for the Chiefs. Um, and Leon McDonald did it in the mm. 2003. The, um, what about uh, Petty Weepu in 11? Yeah. Yeah. He was actually quite clutch, eh, until he broke his knee or whatever Yeah, happened. and then he started missing the kicks. And that's mm. why... Um, oh, Cruden. Donald had... Yeah. Cruden no, got Donald axed. had to... It's like that kick. it's like you can't really experience what the pressure is, especially on a Kiwi. You know, like the expectations are so high, and like your whole life is mm. going to be defined. Like Stephen Donald has spent eleven years filming terrible TV show after terrible TV show on the back of one kick. I know he was a nobody before that kick. In fact, he was a disgraced all black. Yeah, he was anyways. basically the opposite. He was like most hated all black. So like Moonga, that you can't get that out of your head. You can't. Mm. He's a human being. Well, that, that's the thing. It might get to the point, you know, 79th minute, and he has a penalty opportunity to win or lose the game. Yeah. And that will be his, um, I guess, what's written on his tombstone. <laughs> you know, that's how important it is. I used to play basketball, as I've said many times, and tried to compare it to rugby many times very embarrassingly, and I would struggle with fourth quarter free throws. Mm. And free throws are yeah. easy. Yeah. If you get me in a gym with no one guarding me, I can shoot them 85% no problem. Yeah. And then you put some pressure on, and obviously I'm down to 60, and before you know it, I'm like one and two. Mm. And um, even LeBron James, one of the greatest players of all time, um, he would be a, like an 80% career free throw shooter. Um, he's been famous in the fourth quarter just to miss an easy free throw. Mm. He could probably, yeah. he, if, if you gave him a run up, he could jump and dunk it from the free throw line. That's how close it is. I mean, it's more how explosive he is. But um, yeah, and just it's just amazing what pressure does to people, mm. especially in potentially wet conditions. I think it's it's almost the um, the thing that goes against you is the time you're given because usually like elite performers um, they give up their conscious effort and it's an unconscious reflex yes. right so there's it's just you performing but as soon as you go hey now take your time and kick this over there suddenly yeah. your brain is like oh yeah how do I do this again yeah and then your brain starts trying to take control and you you get the yips yeah so what I'm hoping is that New Zealand won't be in a position where it comes down to the kicks. No. Mm. But if you miss two penalties, mm. you'll be in that. You should be because you always think that we should have been six points further yeah. than we were. And you know, South Africa can win in a variety of ways. 
I, I will say this. I think we've seen South Africa's bag now, and that semi-final was so good for New Zealand because uh, you saw South Africa's plays. You know their backline is maybe weak, but you know their, their cross-field kicks, mm. the fucking um, the train squad coming on at the end <laughs> to try and win yeah, fucking to, scrum penalties. They had to mm. play their can, basically, in that yes. semi just to win, so mm. yeah. not gonna, they don't have anything secret. You've I mean, Rezzy's got some secrets, surely. Yeah, but like, not... Yeah. Their whole thing is like leaning into what they're good at. Yeah. I, I yeah. can't imagine they've got some amazing backline plays, especially with Pollard, who wasn't even in the fucking squad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they, they undermine LeBoc as well. Like, to like have LeBoc go, this is our first five, we're not even taking Pollard or whatever, he's injured or whatever. And then just to fly him over so blatantly, not even then sneak him over. Yeah. They had a hooker to replace and they <laughs> replaced it with a. That's a, that's a sign of no confidence. Yeah. And then each week they just moved him closer. And to. So now he's so close, he's getting subbed on at 30 minutes. It'd be funny if now they're like subbing on at 15 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Or five. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they go, oh, we'll give you another chance. And then he does a kick up and under that only goes mm. one meter up the field. <laughs> then they replace him after like three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mental it, state. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it would, he's been destroyed. Like it's, it'd be, it'd be shocking to see him start. Mm. Um, we had a bombshell from a colleague, a British colleague, who actually said now that England's out, he was supporting New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he said something on Tuesday which blew my mind. He said, is this the end of New Zealand rugby dominance? Mm-hmm. He's writing, he's rooting for New Zealand because this could be our last chance for a while. Sanjay, what do you think about that? No, that's the opposite. I've said it. Rays is coming in and it'll be the continuation of our dominance. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, well, back in 2000 and... Um, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. New Zealand was the most dominant under-20s or under-21 or whatever tournament they do team of all time. They'd win almost every year. Aaron Cruden, Player of the Year, Junior Player of the Year, all that stuff. Mm. That dominance has fallen away in the last few years. Obviously, they had COVID. Yeah. But we've been finishing seventh, seventh consistently. We have very low player numbers, 150,000 players. That's only 50,000 more players than um, Fiji. That's less, that's less than half of... Um, England or um, like quarter of a country like France. It's pretty crazy. You go like, you know, like the youth isn't there. Do you worry that this could be the end of our dominance? But then that's also got to do with how they, the specific system that they're playing and that, and I think Ray's has proved he's been dominant. He coached like under a youth team as well, eh? Mm. And then he coached the Canterbury NPC team and then obviously the Crusaders and did they win every year he coached them right yeah the Crusaders did so he? yeah crazy pretty sure but they're using the Moanga and players who dominated their age group yes, mm. yeah but I think yeah well it actually ties nicely into the narrative coefficient because that's one of the strands Ooh. this is the All Blacks New Zealand's chance to inspire the next generation oh if the All Blacks lose this game then yeah I agree with our colleague that it's going to be very hard to attract kids to play rugby. Yeah. And how how do you compete with sports that are, you know, like basketball, football, uh, cricket? What are the sports that kids are playing now? Uh, it'd be football. Tennis. Tennis, yeah. Golf. Golf even, yeah. Uh, Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not playing any, um, I'd say playing um, uh, Minecraft. Yeah, esports. What is, what's a video game people play? I can't even name like what's the cool game? League of Legends. Fortnite. Yeah, League Dota. of Legends. 
Nah, those are all old games. Though. Like, what's the Counter Strike? Must be a, this, the Counter Strike oldest of all. They're still playing it though. Big leagues. When I was a kid, we played um, uh, we played a game called Viet Cong, which you could be a Viet Cong or American, and you fought like the Vietnam War <laughs> deathmatch style. That's fucked That's up. It's very cool. Eh? That's fucked. If it's like, uh, oh, they do they do that? Actually, I was going to say they don't release a game like fucking, you know. Al Qaeda versus <laughs> the Twin Towers or something, you know, like, but they do like Al Qaeda. Maybe in do. Afghanistan they do. And <laughs> in, in, uh, in Counter Strike, they actually do have like. Yeah, terrorists versus. versus uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anti- Can you fight as a terrorist? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's one the of the point. two teams. <clears throat> yeah. You're either, good? Yeah, good? you either hold the hostages <laughs> as a terrorist or you. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you do? Flood free the them. Bomb. Free them as the. Oh, as the, there is the hostage one and there's also the planting yeah. and defusing the bomb. The bomb planted. Yeah. Wow. Terrorists win. You get the AK forty seven as a terrorist, so that's so good. Can be a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than the carbine game. with the anti. Do you think when they sell the game in like Saudi Arabia or something like that, they fl- <laughs> they flip it round so the Americans are called the terrorists <laughs> yeah. and, the <laughs> and the other guys are called the good guys? <laughs> um, get those hostages. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the kids. There's so many other things for them to do, and um, yeah, rugby. It's it's it comes down again to broadcast rights. I was just about to say that. Like rugby are shooting themselves in the face. My my hairdresser. I was literally like, I mean, he's not a target. He's an inner city Auckland hipster. He's not going to be like target demographic. But I was like watching the rugby. He's like, maybe. He's like, yeah. how do I watch it? And I'm like, oh fuck. Well, you got to get this app called Sky Go, mm. and then you got to subscribe for thirty four dollars a month. And then you got to fucking download the SkyGo app onto your fucking LG TV. It's a goddamn... It's just it's just a shame that it's not everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. it should be like a New Zealand rugby thing. Put some big screens in all the parks, like like they do when we're hosting, like the yeah. Women's mm. World Cup and stuff. Have a fan zone and get everyone down there. So I'm like, how do we watch on Saturday? Well, I'm pretty sure in England... I mean, England's got a massive population, but they put the national games or international games for free on broadcast telly. every other civilised country yeah. has laws about making it free. Australia has mm. games of national interest yeah, and things like the Olympics, like big races. And you can still do it with a private partnership because the rugby fans, they want to watch all rugby. You don't have to make all rugby free. Yeah. But the finals, semi, yeah. quarter and some of the um, pool games should be free. Yeah. That's well, Winston Peters was trying to get Maybe that's part of his coalition thing. Oh, this time was around. that his policy? Oh, well, yeah, I think he was trying to do yeah, that Yeah, he, last did, he time did campaign for a bit. Oh, yeah. But Winston Peters, he doesn't really, he doesn't have conviction. He just finds a few. Yeah. Mm. When you're in minor parts, what you do, you find a few, like, fringe issues. Yeah. yeah. Like, there was, he was also the Minister of Horse Racing for a while. <laughs> and inside Jacinda's cabinet, he was actually um, in cabinet, whereas um, uh, fucking the Minister for Women was outside of cabinet. And I always found that um, kind of ironically depressing that the Minister of Women was not in Cabinet, but the Minister of Horses was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking bad. What's the Minister of Horses? There's a Minister oh, of Racing. Yeah, of Racing. Yeah. Why? Um, because it's a valuable Big industry. money. Well, um, they also sell horses over. It's not a big ministry, obviously. They don't have like a big department. It's like the Ministry <laughs> yeah. of Health. Yeah. But it does exist. It's like yeah. a minister's portfolio. Crazy. And it's like someone... Right, right, that's a sport that's dying. Good. Yeah, and then they're and, behind a pole. Yeah, and a lot of the horses are as well. Yeah. yeah. And dogs on meth. What's <laughs> going on? So my dad um, is big into horse racing, and he um, had a big scandal. I used to bully him because um, <laughs> he had a horse that he part-owned, very small part of, that actually came third in the Melbourne Cup. Oh, yeah. Highlight my dad's life. But then the trainers um, got involved in a methamphetamine scandal. And I used to bully my dad 
for um, being for saying his horse to get third in the Melbourne Cup was doping. <laughs> and um, one day we were filming for John and Ben, and I was like giving him shit about doping horses. And he goes, they weren't doping the horses. He like snapped. And he was like, they were doing the myth themselves. <laughs> the trainers were doing the myth with the jockeys, but the horses apparently weren't on myth. Oh, yeah. That was the rumor. But I mean, that could, that's a good front. But they went to jail, but yeah. it's because they were just doing it themselves. And jockeys are the funniest people. Oh, that, to get underweight, maybe? Because I imagine yeah. you don't eat on myth. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. And just to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. You're a fucking jockey. Have you ever met a jockey? They're the funniest little people. Yeah. I don't want to body shame, but those guys, are, they're not normal people. They're like, they're like they've are like they taken some pills. Well, mm. the, the funniest thing I find about jockeys, I mean, because I'm a similar height to a jockey. Yeah. But no, you're taller than the, Their you're voice. voice. Oh, What's yeah. wrong with the voice? Yeah, it's so good to have a Yeah, race. it's probably like just they, a vocal cord. It's, it's always like been my dream to be in the fucking Melbourne Cup. Huffing on helium. Like, I don't yeah. understand how that's happened. Tiny vocal cords, yeah. I guess. Imagine one of those little fuckers on meth. Oh, <laughs> 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 Who wants to go out to town? We're not going out to town with you, Gavin. You're a fucking nightmare. <laughs> you can't bring your horse either. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't get drink driving on a horse. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck. Okay, what are we talking about? Um, rugby and its future. I, I don't know if that's true. I think New Zealand rugby has been strong think, for a long time. Because the thing is... We didn't win a World Cup for 24 years and rugby didn't really die. I suppose well, all the other sports weren't exposed yeah. in our culture as much, but I don't really see us not winning the World Cup. It's going to be the death of rugby in this country. It's still going to always be there. Yeah, you say that, but like, what evidence do you have? Like, NPC is dead. Super rugby is dying. You know, like the crowds are tiny. Mm. The, it, all the lines are heading in the wrong direction, you know? But are we talking about the strength of the All Blacks or just rugby in general? Well, I mean, it, it, it They're related, upwards. right? Yeah. You've got to have a good provincial system to have a... Like the Crusaders are probably the best club team in the world, right? Yep. What um, Can we look back at the stats and see uh, how competitive and successful have the, the youth teams been? Yeah. Like, is this the first time they've ever been shit? Yeah, basically, yeah. as far as I can tell. Like that for like, I mean, I'll have to pull it up now. If you guys can do some other chat, some other conversations, I'll do a bit of a Google. But yeah, the, I, in my mind, they're like constantly first or yeah. at least finalists. Uh, I th- yeah, I think I said it the last one. The All Blacks scrum's pretty good now. Um, so I don't think that um, South Africa can rely on... Um, us to concede any scrum penalties because mm-hmm. we're pretty strong What at about... Um, I mean, because England were pretty competitive for the first 60 minutes until mm. the, the train squad came on. No, but it's actually the ones on the bench who were probably even better at the start. Oh, yeah, for the All Blacks. Yeah, like Tamati, Williams, and... Yeah, see, they were, the South African Lichinua. fans were saying that he's going to be targeted as the rookie. Yeah, I but guess, he and, won't you know, come not, on until, like, yeah. 20 minutes to go. But when he comes on with the trains and... You know, like there's there's something. Yeah, he's got the youthful exuberance, mm. but maybe he doesn't have that kind of experience or that you know bit of gamesmanship that those box have. So it could be it could be a little yeah. But this yeah, battle. there might be the selectors. They might actually bring in one of the more experienced guys. Mm. Maybe that's in their thoughts rather than because those two guys are pretty new. They like Fletcher Newell and yeah, Timothy Williams, really new. Is that uh, official? Those guys are are in the team. No, I'm talking about this. Who was in last week? Oh, sorry. 
Sorry, I tried to rejoin the conversation. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> was it going good? Was it going good? I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't think scrum penalties hopefully won't be an issue, but you never know. You we know that South Africa are going to slow the game down. If they've got a lead of three points, they're slowing that shit down with their scrum resets. It's interesting as being a New Zealand rugby supremacist as well. Like Last World Cup, I was like, surely England, if they can beat New Zealand, they'll smash South Africa. And it was just like, South Africa are just cheeky fucks. Then they're hard to beat. Like mm. Even if New Zealand does get ahead by two mm. tries or something like that, yeah, you'll still be like, no. you know in the final yeah. quarter, South Africa is going to yeah. have mm. something. You don't think they'll just self-destruct. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, in every kind of World Cup situation, teams um, expose themselves as champions early on with performances like that. Yeah. So, and South Africa have done it at least twice now against old uh, France and England. But the one thing that we got for us is first two times we be- uh, played South Africa, they beat us. But we've won each time since. So I think that's like three times mm. since. So that's the one thing going for the All Blacks, I guess. But no, it's always different teams and you can't really rely on history. But yeah, I think it is, that is a good step, though. Okay. You uh, can, um, yeah, sorry. You can basically yeah, try to have some confidence with the All Blacks mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so um, Junior Rugby World Cup records. Do you want them? Um, it's whoever designed this Wikipedia page fucking nailed it. So it actually started as the Under-21 World Cups. Mm. They had um, five of them. New Zealand won two of them in 2003-2004. And then um, they moved it to Under-20s for whatever reason. I mean, they had a few years off. They had a year off in 2007. And they came back from 2008 to today. Uh, they have it uh, every year, the Under-21 World Cup. New Zealand is easily the most dominant team with six championships, followed by England and France. Mm. But if you look at the results, and this, whoever's done this has obviously almost wanted to show this trend, mm-hmm. that you look, at, um, uh, you look at New Zealand at that level, um, and from 2008, their results are first, 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 second, fourth, third, dark time, first, fifth, first, and then the last three years, fourth, seventh, seventh. Mm. Who's been winning? France, first, first, first. Yeah. They've invested heavily, eh, in, in grassroots. Mm. South Africa, always third. <laughs> South Africa, it, literally almost every year, <laughs> South Africa's third. They've got, a, they've got a first, a second, a fourth, and a fifth. But, like, so many bronzes. But um, England's had some good times. But right now, France is just right there. They've got the most players. I want to see if Namibia. Is Namibia crawling their way up? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Namibia not there so they're not investing as they are not there as far as I can the so Namibia say. men's team should play in the, the youth <laughs> thing <laughs> they might get some wins I want to see like is America like on the on the pro- no Probably America's not. not on the up so we're saying France win Australia 2027 then. yeah well just just in the future like that's I mean in France are good but I think you can't yeah, it's hard to relate the youth success to the I thought it was Welcome. a direct line between like that's the feeder per team to the All Blacks. I'm not. Hey, I'm not saying this is certain. No, I'm no, not saying certain, it's a death yeah. the All Blacks. I'm just saying that we, as soon as Ben said that, mm. it was like a stab in my heart, and I was like, mm. you know, it is an anxiety that New Zealand. That's the problem of being yeah. on top. But, but what a lucky plan to have. It's yeah. like New Zealand has been so blessed in our lifetime. It's been insane yeah. to play a sport that no other nation cares about. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that was salty but true. Well, it's it's not so much that no one, no other nation cares about it. It's that 
we for us it's the number one. Yeah, for England, maybe it's not that's number why one. for France uh, it's the number one. The exactly relation, the rivalry with is. South Africa, because South Africa is rugby number one there as well. Definitely not. Not even close. Oh, behind football. football? Yeah. yeah, but for white South Africans, for white South Africans, yeah. number yeah. one. So like, yeah, the in power South Africa loves rugby. According to according to um, Sean Fitzpatrick, mm. um, South Africa's and I actually met a South African recently who said we've always um, support uh, a, a black South African yeah. who said we've always supported New Zealand, New Zealand yeah. All Blacks were the team because they were there to beat yeah. the um, yeah. the apartheid, apartheid team, yeah. and um, so that was and and he ah. said uh, according to Sean Fitzpatrick, which could just be hearsay. I mean, he doesn't know, but mm-hmm. like he claims that it changed at the '95 World Cup when Nelson Mandela endorsed the rugby team. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when it, um, he, you know, one yeah, team, one more, nation. Yeah. But there's still black South Africans. They still support a lot of them. Still support the All Blacks now. Yeah, historically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, but it became. He said it became tense. It became like it, it felt. It went from being feeling like we were comfortable there to mm. uncomfortable at that World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and South Africa, like after, like black captain, predominantly black players, who they did sub a lot of them off. <laughs> uh, last week when things were going bad for these old white guys but like um, and it always when, especially with South Africa there's always that like weird racial tension um, I will say yeah sorry they brought a, the tallest white South African they could and he scored the try for them as well yeah where are they getting these monsters from eh? each know. week it's another dude <laughs> that replaces an even bigger dude like there's <laughs> like a time machine like a Viking comes in yeah. and like lands in South Africa yeah <laughs> it's so crazy because you look at Ibn Estevef yeah. whatever his name is He's massive. Yeah. And he goes off and it fucking... The, the guy's like... Thor comes on. Yeah. Jesus. So like five inches taller than he is. Unbelievable. How do you how do you beat that shit? Yeah. This is pretty big. We'll get to our predictions very soon. Yeah. I just wanted to briefly mention the Nath- Nations League. Yeah, Did you yeah. see that was confirmed? Yeah. I'm excited about that. What's that? Uh, like the basically having having a little mini weird little World Cup with only 12 teams every two years. That's yeah. what I... Is that... Yeah. Every two, yeah. so every like two years. It's... Uh, Each in year, between. yeah, oh, it's yeah. like every year, every four years, no, every two years, but it's either side every of the years, world, yeah. either side of the World Cup, yeah. every four years, two, yeah, every four years, yeah. So it goes World Cup, uh, Nations League, League, World Cup, Nations League, every two years, yeah. So the Nations League ends every four years. No, I thought that was every two years. Oh, so the Nations Cup is it like um, it every two years it'll coincide with Rugby World Cups no I, not if it's on no, the it's even on the years. either side of the World Cups yeah. ah okay sorry yeah and so then the Lions, Nations World Cup then the Nations, Lions Nations World Cup the two years um, after the World oh, Cup yeah. so there's so who are the Nations uh, is Namibia in there no Namibia is not no in there. that's oh. the controversial part they, they advertise it as this is a way to uh, encourage tier two nations when yeah. everyone's saying Initially, they're locking out tier two nations. Yeah. So it's the six nations. Yep. And then it's the rugby championship teams plus Fiji and Japan. Ah. Yeah. Nice, I let Fiji in. That's cool. Just yeah. under the gate. It's a shame Samoa and Tonga couldn't get there as well. But they are having a tier two like competition and make it relegation. Have, yeah, there. That, but it's not plan. not not till like twenty thirty the promotion relegation's gonna. <laughs> and all the all the Reddit fucks are like in twenty thirty two they'll have a mysterious reason yeah, why they can't. Exactly. Do the yeah, exactly. It's like any league now. It's like it's you want that American way of no relegation. American sports need relegation as well. It's so much better. Mm. Yeah, but it's how do you entice investors if they can lose their spot in the competition? You know Easy, what I mean? just get Saudi Arabia. <laughs> 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 like an investor that seems to have no fear of losing. Um, but remember, like when they first 
proposed that like Nations League, and now it's called what's it called now? The Nations. Is it still the Nations League? I first saw Nations League. Oh yeah, but like initially when England said they didn't want to be part of it because if they got relegated, they'd be bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why they didn't want any promotion relegation uh, system at all. Yeah. Also, England, you're not going to get re- like getting relegated is yeah, pretty yeah. hard, especially with the other teams. You'd think England would be better than yeah the other team that's more likely to be relegated. But that that was the whole thing that it want relegation because then they'd be bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty pretty remarkable. Um, and th- th- they said they'd have to sell Twickenham because of that. What? That was the whole thing. Uh, They're making sure. It might be fear fear mongering. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. According to Wikipedia, fucking, this must be wrong. Registered players. England has like 2 million, whereas the next biggest is South Africa with 800,000. Yeah. And New Zealand's down at 150,000. I might want to look at a different stat. I don't know where this this number came from. This seems crazy. Because they say Germany's got almost 500,000 registered players. (laughs) Is that right? Maybe. I, I didn't even know they had a rugby team. They had the um, one guy who plays for the Blues. Forget oh, yeah. Name. Anton Sigler is his name. Yeah. Finding rugby fucking stats is so fucking hard. Like, okay, this is global participation in rugby from Rugby World. Oh, fucking hell, that's a terrible website. Yeah. Sorry. Dead air. Someone else talk. Matt, there's a chance to slide in here. What are you doing? You're texting. Just looking at Reddit. Are you actually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to wrap this up. Sorry, I'm, I've steered it off shit. Um, what were you looking for? What stats were you looking at? I was, I was interested in like rugby player, number of players who play rugby. <laughs> you were commentating your web browsing. So, so this... Oh, I was, I Welcome back to the web browsing <laughs> the show. The rugbypaper.co.uk, which seems like a pretty ropey site, claims that France has half a million rugby players, mm. South Africa has 400,000, England has just under 400,000, mm-hmm. Australia 230,000, New What's Zealand France? 150. Uh, France is uh, 500,000. Wow. Fiji, 120,000. USA, 120,000. You forget mm. how big that country is. Japan, 100,000. I mean, those stats sound great, but they're so misleading because you need to look at the quality of those players. Yeah, they're they're not not professionals. Yeah. Of course. And, and it's just New Zealand's strength has been that our best athletes play yeah. rugby. Mm. But will that continue? Definitely not. Like Especially with like Stephen Adams making <sighs> 20 times the money that yeah. Dan Carter probably did in his career. Or um, even just the motorsport. New Zealand has so many fucking motorsport drivers. Yeah, and that do well. Scott Dixon. Yeah. Those Formula One. Yeah, Liam Lawson. Dudes. Mm-hmm. Possum born. No, he didn't do well. <laughs> Did he not? Well, ultimately he didn't. That You know that old joke? It was kind of used for him. People said he died doing what he loved. But I don't think his dream was uh, driving his car into a tree. <laughs> that was not my joke. That was a comedian, another comedian's joke named... Uh, uh, Jerome Chandrahausen, but I've heard it a lot since. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who came up with it originally. Possum Bourne's wife, I think. Possum Bourne's wife. Okay, the story was that um, is it Simon Dool again? Was it him? He did go out with her briefly. Yeah, the the story was around the radio station. Simon Dool, Dooley, the guy who hit me up one day because mm. I was wearing his shirt that was stolen from his garage in Hamilton, which I bought off Trade Me. He um, the story was is that after Possum Bourne died. He moved in with Possum Bourne's wife, mm. and then for a while was um, 
wearing Possum Bourne's jacket. Jesus. That was the story. I don't know if that's true, but that it's was the someone, claim. It's because someone nicked his cricket stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have anything else to wear. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, though. That sounds, that sounds fucking... You know, it's, it's, it's the kind of legend that starts as a joke, like how funny it would be if he showed up in Possum Bourne's jacket. But then, I don't know. I mean, unless the wife was into it, like, oh, put this on. Yeah, but don't do it in public. Yeah. Just nah. keep that, you know? Yeah. I put on my Simon Dool jersey for sex every time. <laughs> That's a Guy Williams guarantee. Uh, yeah. Predictions. Final moments. This is it. It's the greatest rugby oh, rivalry. Can we, should we talk about the other final that's happening? <laughs> oh. For bronze. I forgot about that. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Um, when is it happening? Is that Saturday? Saturday this year. Is it the day before? Day before. Oh, yeah. I'm quite. I I am. I would definitely watch that. Yeah, I've enjoyed this I'll World Cup it, so yeah. much. I want to watch every minute, and I'm interested because it's like Argentina's chance for revenge. Mm. Yeah, there's some interesting little narratives there. It's it's hard to. I, I mean, England say they want to win it, but how do you get yourself back up? But I suppose from a punishing loss? some of them like was it Courtney Laws? Yeah, he there's a few on their way be out. His last yeah. game, so he'd want to finish on a yeah. relative high. Yeah. And the one to do it for him, and maybe some other players who haven't announced retirement, but they will retire. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was what the All Blacks did last one as well. I yeah. mean, that was gutting not to make the final, but they wanted to send their retiring players off in a good note. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Hansen was going to yeah, retire after that as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Is um. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like England are the better team. But you just—it's so hard mentally to get yourself back up for that. But and Argentina—they're going to bring in George Ford. He'll start. You do yeah. another five. Start. Goals. Start with fourteen men and yeah. just drop cold <laughs> the shit out of them. I'd love that. Especially because he um, didn't like, um, didn't play much in the semi. He got two uh, minutes to play. So maybe if he gets whole eighty, or prove. Yeah, I mean, I do like. I like Ford. He's he is a little general, but I think Farrell won me over in that semi-final no, performance. Yeah. Just the way he kind of orchestrated and I don't know he was just pretty clutch that drop goal as well is, that was like Ford level yeah. performance mm. but felt, yeah you felt like yeah those guys guide their teams properly yeah Masters up there with old fucking Pollard big balls <laughs> was what we're calling them Masters of their domain <laughs> yeah yeah okay uh, well, that, that, I think that'll be a worthwhile game, and who mm. knows? You'll wait until you see the team sheets announced and see if teams yeah. are taking it seriously or not, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, finals prediction. They play, By the way, greatest rivalry in world sport. It's like, even France versus England, there must be heaps of other rivalries that are bigger than New Zealand South Africa. Well, it's, I don't know. I think South Africa New Zealand is like Barcelona-Madrid. You know, it's kind of it's the game that everyone about, like, wants to watch. In terms of sport rivalry, but the All Blacks versus Springboks... Rugby rivalry is the best in sports. Was that what they're trying to say? No, the best in any sport. Yeah, Yeah. just rugby. It's not even close to best in sport. Yeah, New Zealanders don't feel passionate about beating the Springboks. Like they even feel passionate about being Australia or England. I don't think. I still think it is the best one in rugby, though. But I think we're going like in terms of like the last ten years and standard of play. Mm. Like they're normally both top four teams. It's very rarely Mm. when they're not kind of thing. But there's, yeah. I don't know, there's, I think there's, it's the respect, like, New Zealand and South Africa are usually the top teams. 
and beating them actually means something. Yeah. Like in terms of the sport. But it's no Boca Juniors versus River Plate. No. People aren't like, hey, you nah. hack. Your fat, the away yeah. fans have to hang around the stadium for an hour later because otherwise if they go out in the streets, the yeah. Boca fans are going to fucking murder them. Yeah. Like, there's no there's no real animosity between the two countries. It's the, the respect. Like these are the two best teams. In, in fact, even when the whole world was saying, don't go to South Africa. <laughs> we, we were so friendly with them, we were still flying over there. Do you know, it was actually, it was quite interesting that um, the gov- it was like the government stepped in, basically, and said, don't go, kind of thing. New Zealand government? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, then, and then, but they didn't, they didn't actually rule, like, stop them, and it was actually a lawsuit. They actually, uh, some young lawyers in Wellington actually oh. put a lawsuit, and that's when the players were like, fuck it, we'll go for money. Oh, yeah. Secretly. It was kind of crazy. And, and I, I actually thought the players... The the kind of the urban legend in New Zealand was that the players were banned from then playing in the World Cup because mm. they were on the River Talk, which mm. is not true. A lot of them were dropped anyway because they were older yep. and fucked. Yeah. And they did New Zealand won against France after the tour. They banned the players for who went on the tour for two games, right. which is very cowardly. Yeah, and they beat and France. they also like scheduled two games immediately after. Yeah. to take the ban out. Two bullshit games. Now they now had a big game against France. Yeah, yes. and, baby um, blacks with. Where no one is. And they won yeah. against the odds with a oh, yeah. real team. What was crazy, the reason I think By the Balls is a terrible name is with watching is because it just shows how amateur sport is in New Zealand in 2000. And, like the trainings, they don't even wear matching training uniforms. Yeah. yeah. You know, like even at high school basketball, we had yeah. blue and white singlets that we wore for training. And it was kind of crazy to see, like, when they were doing a, a scrimmage, you couldn't, they didn't have bibs. You couldn't even tell who was on what team. They were mm. always wearing ugly Canterbury jerseys, basically. <laughs> And like they're literally called ugly jerseys, and just it was just a mess. It was just mm. they was out in a cow paddock somewhere. Yeah. It was really interesting. Uh, the other thing that would made me a bit heartened about the future of New Zealand rugby is that the games weren't sold out. Rugby World Cup opening game versus oh, Italy, yeah. John Cohen scores one of the greatest tries in world history, rugby history. Um, the the stadium was like half full. Wasn't it because it was scheduled at a weird time? Maybe like middle of the day on a Thursday or something. And it was during May, I think. Yeah, it was like middle of the year. And yeah, but it's the Rugby World yeah, Cup but we opening didn't know. game. We didn't. I don't think they really knew what, like a rugby world cup yeah. was, or even. How dumb are these people? The soccer world cup been going for like eighty years at this point, mm-hmm. and we're like, we don't we don't know what's going on. I mean, for a start, crazy to hold it in New Zealand, mm. a tiny country. But the point is, New Zealand. Even when they got to the quarterfinal versus Scotland, the terraces at the mm. end of the field, there was a big crowd, like forty thousand at, at Christchurch. Lancaster Park, yeah. but there's still a lot of empty seats. Yeah. yeah. And so that was heartening because I was like, oh, New Zealanders traditionally haven't supported. And obviously the 90s when I was a kid was obviously a, a golden era. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, the greatest ri- rivalry in sporting history, New Zealand versus Africa. <laughs> um, I want to hear predictions. Um, who wants to kick us off? Should we do the bronze one first? Oh, yeah, go oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Of course. I've, I've, I've definitely remembered that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> go, go for it, Matt, or do you want to... Go last. Um, I will say England by 10. Yeah. I'm just going by what I did in the um, Rugby World Cup predictor. <laughs> so it's like saying England by 12. Did you pick Did you pick predictor like just this week or like ages ago? No, I did it. Well, I had to do it this week because you didn't know what the teams uh, were going to be. I th- no, I thought you could just fill out the whole predictor. No, no, because it doesn't know the matchups until it's confirmed. Ah, mm. I thought I thought you just had to pick your pool winners and then no, no. go with what you'd done. That's bullshit predictor. Because at the start of this podcast, we, I think we all did. Did me and you Sunday pick New Zealand, South Africa, or my mental? No, I picked France, but I did say there was fifty fifty between France and South Africa. So, 
said if France wasn't going to go, then I thought it was going to be a New Zealand-South Africa final mm. instead. Did I pick New Zealand South Africa? Probably not. I'm just revisiting. Can't remember. I was we'll have go to, we'll have to say either France or South Africa, mm. but you, you definitely picked the All Blacks to make the final as well. Yeah. So um, I'm going to pick Argentina. I think the third and fourth game is a coin flip. Anything could happen. England might not even run out their first team. Argentina might run out their first team, but I just think I don't know. They'll just like a few lucky tries. Mm. England will just give up. I don't know. Maybe Argentina by seven. Mm. Uh, okay. The big game. The Big Daddy, yeah. New Zealand, South Africa. What are we feeling, Sanjay? Okay, again, <laughs> the predictor. I chosen the All Blacks by nine. You're acting like this is like out of your control. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's a predictor. Yeah, you, I chose. You, you are the, the predictor. The predictor. <laughs> no, but that will mean obviously a lot of the All Blacks won their first World Cup, but there'll be few who's won their second World Cup, and that's um, the two hookers. Coles and Taylor that mm-hmm. were in 2015 mm-hmm. um, Sam Kane obviously be the captain this time as opposed to just being a bench player 2015 Brody Retallick was there Aaron Smith and Bowden Barrett but there'd be one man all by himself winning the World Cup for the third time and wow. there'd be Sam Whitelock wow. and I think that might do it for him especially but obviously he, he won't start New Zealand. he won't start this week surely Maybe not. Yeah. But so they're all three of those locks are pretty good. Yeah. The only reason I don't like kind of starting um Scott Barrett is I always feel like he's gonna cards. get a ye- yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna get yeah, yellow or red all the time. So I'd rather And if I was Africa, I would be targeting that shit. Yeah. Get him so off yeah, ref. I'd say the all black by nine. In the final. Yeah. Yeah. All blacks by nine. Well uh, tell me the actual score. Like, is it going to be 30 to 21? Is it going to be 9-0? I think All Blacks would score at least three tries. Maybe. Yeah, it would be Oof. something like that. 27 to 18, maybe. Mm. All the last games against New Zealand and... Oh, shit. Are we out? No. Um, all the last games uh, between these two teams have been quite high scoring. Like mm. They always get up around the 30s, I think. Well, that, uh, the South African coach was saying that, eh? Like, we're going to have to be prepared to score points because yeah. New Zealand mm. will put points on us. Yeah. Which is, that's kind of nice. I mean, I would love to see another War of Attrition. The 95 one, 15 to 12. That's crazy, and it's just Mertz yeah. and the uh, and Springbokker. Stransky, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I, I would actually like a War of Attrition as well. I want to pick Savrika. I don't know why. Maybe it's to, <coughs> maybe it's to hedge, hedge against yeah. the hurt of the All Blacks losing. But I'm going to pick the All Blacks. Uh, big. Mm. I'm going to say the All Blacks, 32, South Africa, 14. Can you even get 14 in rugby? Yeah, two, two, two tries. tries. <laughs> two converted tries. No penalties, though. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, uh, they've got to get some penalties in there, so I'm going to say 9 plus 5. Yeah, 14. Mm-hmm. They missed their conversion. Because <laughs> the box on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt, I'm, I'm excited to see you give, give us a bit of spice. You don't have to, though, if you don't want to. Wait, wait, what kind of spice can I give? <laughs> I don't know. You'll be like... You'll be South like, Africa. <laughs> By 50 thing. points. Yeah. That'd be that repeat of Twickenham this year. I'm going to go... you just got to like... When it comes into your head, you just got to say it. 17-16, mm. South Africa. Woo! I like that you picked South Africa. Because someone's got to. Yeah, third consecutive one-point win. Mm-hmm. Be. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty amazing. I, I'm going to say that... Like I would put New Zealand as favourites, but not heavy yep. favourites. Mm, yeah, I'd, put, I'd put it like 50... 
58% to 42%. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I'll say the game will be won and lost in the first 15 minutes, I think. Because New Zealand starts slow. If they don't, they'll win the game. Easy. I think they'll win it at a canter. But if South Africa can, can put points and just keep New Zealand out of it for the first 10-15, I think it's going to be very, very close. I want to know more about the fatigue. Like, Are you just absolutely... At the end of a World Cup campaign, you saw the All Blacks just desperately trying to tackle Ireland. Yeah. Are you walking at that point? And is there a chance oh, that... Oh, I think so. And so the, the other stats or the other kind of chat about South Africa is they've, they will have played the top six teams, I guess, including themselves in the World Cup. And this never happened before. Yeah, it's This amazing. is the hardest ever run to the final that any team has, has done. This is, Matt, you, can I just say... Tip my hat to your stats this game. I mean, Sanchez is going to come back next week and be like, liar. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's the hardest the hardest journey to the World Cup final. Mm. And for them to now beat probably the best team in the world, because All Blacks have turned things around. Mm. Fozzie, he's, he's done his own Razzie kind of situation. Yeah, He's a genius, maybe. For If Southka can now beat New Zealand who are the top of their game, oh. they deserve it. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know? Oh, either team who wins deserves it. I think. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, t- yeah. The, the the it's bad luck, and I feel very bad for French and uh, Irish fans especially because it was theirs to win. But sometimes the ball doesn't bounce your way. Mm. Um, final comments from you, Sanjay. Yeah, looking forward to hopefully Sam Kane hoisting up the trophy on Sunday. How good would oh, that be? That's weird. I you said that. I can't see it happening. It's weird. Yeah. I can imagine Khaleesi, I think maybe because he's done it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But that... You're just... That, I saw yeah. a photo. Yeah. No, but that feels right. Like, you just saying Sam Kane lifting the trophy, I'm like, no, it doesn't happen. Get on fucking AI. I've just done some Notchadamas shit. I had, like, an image. It was like, wrong. No. I believe. Sam Kane's going to be crying. Final yeah, words? Oh, tears sorry. of joy. That's what he's ah, going to be Good great. save. Good save. <laughs> final words, final thoughts, Matt? Uh, I'll say it's been, in terms of World Cup, it's been good. Yeah. It's been a spectacle. There's been some amazing games. Like um, each one of the, I mean, even the South Africa Ireland game in the pool, the New Zealand game against France in the pool, like they were all kind of nail biters. Mm. And rugby has, it's one of the only sports that makes me feel that way because it is, rugby, it's hard to score. But also, there's many ways to yeah. score. So there's there's that all there's always that anticipation or suspense. Like a team can defend, but then a, a you can do a drop goal, you can do a line break. Each one of the go- those games that I've watched has been my heart's just been racing the whole time, yeah. like for 40, 50 minutes. Yeah. And not many other sports have that effect on me, because like football, you know, the ball isn't in danger areas often. Right, but rugby, it's danger. Yeah, a lot of the field, a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah. Um, so I've I've really enjoyed it. But the flip side of that is, there's so many. There's such a disparity of performance between the top teams and the bottom teams. Yeah. So I'd say the World Cup was awesome, but rugby needs fixing. Also, if the All Blacks get up like 17 points in the first half, you're like, it's probably over. Well, yeah, whoever's winning at halftime wins locks it in mm. I mean that could change I could see both of these teams potentially coming back but like if you go two two or three tries ahead it can mm. be mm. almost mm. curtains and teams could fall apart mm-hmm. I was going to e- echo your sentiment what a privilege it has been 
And New Zealand fans, I hope if we do lose, we take it well, because we never do. We'll definitely blame the ref, start a Facebook page, trying to kill the ref, um, <laughs> just be real depressed and just be sad sacks like we always are. I think being sad for like a day or two is fine. Yeah. You, can, you have your wake and then you... Yeah, I know you get over it, I guess. But we can be dicks about it. So I hope New Zealand, win, lose or draw, takes takes it in stride and goes, what a redemption story it has been. Yeah. It's like supporting the, the, the guy in the Olympics who's like got a limp or something like that. The Fozzie coached All Blacks. Postorious. We're playing with a disability and we have... Overcome it. We have overcome it Grown to make legs. it to the final, and and what a it's it's been even better than I expected it to be. Mm. I'm so glad I did this podcast with you guys as well. This it's won't be the last fun. one, what? Won't be the last one. We're gonna we'll, do a post game. We'll be yeah. recording after the straight after, I reckon. If, if Sanj is up to it, <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, Sanj? Yeah, maybe more in the afternoon. Not straight away. Well, if All Blacks lose, Sanjay will be out for the day for sure. <laughs> Do you, do, you, do you can you make a call now? If, if if we can we pod straight after the World Cup final? If if, if win, lose or draw? Not straight after, I think. Oh, okay. We'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll do a mental health chat instead. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll really get deep into it. Um, no, it's been a privilege to pod with you guys, and uh, thank you everyone for listening. We will do one a reaction, and um, and maybe we'll stick around if the fans want that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Crete World Cup. Crete World Cup update, Sanj, is it still going well? Yeah, Afghanistan also upset Pakistan. Damn. And South Africa's been, I mean, they lost to um, Netherlands, but they've been dominating every other game. I like how they lost to the Netherlands and got torn up by an ex-African bowler. Yeah. That's sick. Uh, India beat New Zealand in the battle of the unbeaten teams. But New Zealand hopefully should, still got another four games, but we should get to the semis, you'd have we played our tough ones? We've got some bad ones coming up. We've still got like Australia this Saturday, which is actually before the Rugby World Cup final. Fuck. And also South Africa. And then Pakistan, who are our bogey team. And then oh, I think we should beat Sri Lanka. But Fuck. What time's the career? Is it, is it literally the night before? Yeah, like from 9.30 to Fuck. Will you do the all-nighter? Imagine that. No. Raw dog. Might watch the first innings, but... Yeah, Dixie Chicks are on that night as well. The chicks, oh, yeah. so I might go Dixie Chicks into Cricket World Cup, into Rugby World Cup. Where are they playing? What an entertainment uh, Spark oh. Arena. Are they? What an entertainment experience. Wow. Dixie Chicks have bangers. Are they called the do Chicks? Do they? Yeah. But just calling them the Chicks, no one knows mm. the name of the Chicks. Yeah, they do. I'm not ready to make nice. I'll tell you what. If the All Blacks, I mean, for me and Sanjay, if the All Blacks lose, but for you, if the All Blacks win, they got some great sad songs. Mm. Absolute tunes, yeah. Could listen to them now <laughs> since England's lost. <laughs> um, thank you all, everyone, for listening. I've been Guy Williams. I've been Sanjay Patel. I've been Matt Cook. See you on the other side of the Rugby World Cup final. Peace. <laughs>